Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. Because this is the time, you know, it's not an accident that Christmas comes at the end of the year. And the year is the microcosmic cycle of the Kalpa, the great year. And it's at the end of the great year that uh, the Christmas season comes, which means Shiva comes not only to destroy a world that has become evil, but to anoint the new gods and goddesses who will establish the next age of, of Satyuga. And so all who agree now to be Christed become the inheritors of the kingdom of heaven that is coming soon. So uh, I'm uh, assuming that's why everyone is here to complete your uh, Christification and, uh, and make uh, Christmas not just a memorial of uh, one guy a few thousand years ago doing this, but of the realization that this is our divine birthright, and this is the moment to fulfill that destiny, because it is the will of God that we do so. And God has made it very easy for us, because there's nothing in the world left to want more than God, right? The world is exhausted, everyone's on lockdown, there's mass deaths, tyranny, uh, the, the whole uh, social system in collapse. Uh, the, the world is basically over. What could you want from it? The only thing that's rational to want is liberation and uh, God realization. So it's uh, uh, the most auspicious time because everyone in their right mind is going to choose to be Christed. But how many are in their right minds anymore? This is the question. So the real problem is that uh, the ego, which is the operating system that they install in you in Kali Yuga in your last few lives, that is at war with God. Okay, how many of you already knew that, that your ego is at war with God? Yeah, okay. This is the key point. Uh, your ego has to be at war with God because uh, it wants to believe that it's not God. Now, the truth is there can only be God. God is infinite. God is all-encompassing. We are in the mind of God right now because there's nowhere else you could be, right? So the, the, the truth is that you are that, right? You are that. Thou art that. It, you know, non-duality is not simply a theory or a philosophy. It's a commandment. When the Vedas write, thou art that, that's a commandment that you must be that. Just as in the Bible, the first command is fiat lux, right? Let there be light. It's not the sunlight or uh, certainly not electric lights that we're being talking about. It's the light of the Jyoti Bindu, okay? The inner light, the third eye, the light of Shiva within that must be lit up now. That's the first stage of being Christed. So here at Sat Yoga, for the benefit of those who are new to our teachings, 
We have three mantras. You've probably already heard them many times. Grace of every meal, we say them. But, but the point is this. The first mantra, Om Namah Shivaya, is the, the surrender to God. Now, Om Namah Shivaya could be said in one of two ways. It's either, I salute God wherever he or she may be and whatever you are, and I don't know, but I'm, I'm uh, you know, pledged to you. And, and it's more of a, uh, a mental thing because you don't know. Uh, it's a third person God, somewhere maybe, uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, and, and then there's the uh, I-Thou relation in which you say Om Namah Shivaya as Lord Shiva, I am yours. I belong to you, mind, heart, body, soul, my money, my life, everything is yours. And then that is what lights up the Jyoti Bindu, you see. That's what God gives you in return for that I-Thou relationship with Shiva. And then that enables you then to get to the second mantra where it becomes authentic. Otherwise, if you, you say Shiva Hum and, and you say it in vain, meaning you're saying it because everybody else is doing it and you're supposed to, but that you don't realize that you are Shiva, then uh, you feel bad about the fact that uh, this seems like an empty ritual to you and you're just doing it. But if you, you've had your Jyoti Bindu lit up, it's real. And when you say it with that realization, that it's not a theory, I feel the presence of God within, then the, the bindu, which is the light of God, emanates the nada, okay? The nada is the sound. You have sound and light. These are two principles. And it's when the sound, now at the highest level of the para, uh, uh, nada, it's a, uh, a soundless sound. It's the sound of silence. But the silence that, as Sri Ramana says, is pure eloquence. It's the logos. It, it's the, uh, the word of God being spoken in the silence of your heart that is now connected with the third eye. And the entire consciousness is again unified. Shiva and Shakti as one. And the Consciousness then expands beyond the individual level to realize itself as the entire cosmos, which is the third uh, mantra of Om Tat Sat. All of that is Sat, is the self, is being, is, is the one intelligence that I am. And then the, the, that final unification of the transcendent and the imminent is the completion of our journey through time and space in this kalpa to the return to our origin that is now our destiny. And that invokes the singularity of the light that is shining through the, the film that produces this holographic illusion, this cinematic show, and the light itself comes through. The film burns. You know how that happens when the film uh, frame the, uh, melts? And then suddenly there's just white light. That's uh, how the whole kalpa is going to end. But it's a blissful light. It's not just, you know, a projector that has uh, made an error in its uh, uh, closeness to the film. But it is a uh, a realization that we were never anything but that. Om Tat Sat. And then it becomes realized 
as the truth of the cosmos. And it's the glory of God. That's how God returns in the end. It's not that some guy comes down from the clouds and says, I'm back. No, it's not that way. It's that God, as God really is, uh, washes out the illusion and brings truth in the form of that infinite light and power and love and intelligence that we really are and dissolves the illusory forms that limited our capacity to realize our divinity. So if your ego is still in a war with God, your soul has to take the side of God because otherwise the ego will go to extreme lengths to continue its illusion that it exists separately from God, right? Nothing can be outside of God. So the ego can't be real. There is nothing outside. God extends to infinity. But if your ego believes you're not God and you're living in a world that is separate from God, you're living in a lie, an illusion. And to maintain that illusion against the power of the reality of God, the ego has to do things like get very sick. It has to create symptoms that divert its attention from the presence of God within to its body vehicle. And then it has to get so concerned and obsessed with its health, and it could be its mental health as well as its physical health, and it's the health of all the people around it that it diverts its attention and the light goes off. And then one is no longer able to, uh, to feel that presence and transcend the ego. So if you're in that state where your ego has created uh, symptoms of suffering for you that are taking your attention away from the core of your being, you have to overcome that through total surrender and say, I accept the body and the mind in whatever condition they are. They are not who I am. They are just vehicles. And by returning to the total surrender to God, that light, the, the bindu and the nada, will reorder the pranic flow so that the anamaya kosha becomes ordered again. Because that's the meaning of God. God creates cosmos. Cosmos means order, divine order. And the body becomes disordered when the ego mind interferes with the mind of God and creates resistances and difficulties produced by the ego's anger, its dissatisfaction with life, its, uh, its depression, its sorrow, its inability to feel the bliss of God and sustain it because it wanted something that it didn't get. And instead of getting and, and receiving what there is to get, the infinite blessing of God, it chooses to focus on the lack. And then that shows up within the life and the karma and, uh, and one's destiny. So we want to overcome that through surrender, and then healing takes place. Healing is wholeness, and the wholeness comes when the consciousness is reunited with God and doesn't exist as some separate appendix that tries to have some uh, individual existence separate from God, which is not possible. And, uh, and the only result of that can be suffering. So. The, uh, the ego can't win the war, but it can, uh, it, it, it can delay your, uh, your Christing and your attainment of the lotus throne of divinity that is being offered now. 
So I hope that no one uh, chooses the ego and its petty problems over the infinite glory of God that wants to rush through you like Mother Ganga and give its uh, waters of life to the world through the instrument of your mind and body. So this is the meaning of, of Christ Mass, that all of us are to be manifestations of Christ consciousness. And, uh, and Christ, of course, is the equivalent of Krishna. Christo, Krishna, same, the same uh, God form uh, given in India as, and in the Middle East. But Krishna gets the good role. He gets to do everything, break all the rules, steal the butter, steal the women, have, have all the gopis uh, dancing, playing for him. And, and, he, and he kills the demons, you know, and uh, he teaches Arjun, and, uh, you know, he's, he's rewarded and loved and all of that. Christ gets no fun at all, and uh, the satanic ones kill him, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he make, make God look like a loser in the West, you know, and, and he suffers all the dark side, and he was totally innocent. So, you know, there's a split in, this, uh, in the God image that also has to be healed. So when we are Christed, we must also be Krishnified, you see. And, uh, and in India, they celebrate this as Krishnamas, actually more than Christmas. So we have to recognize that these are two sides of Vishnu, Christ and Krishna, and that Mahavishnu unifies these two. And then Vishnu is unified with Shiva, which brings on from the navel of Vishnu, Brahma, who then is able to create a new kalpa, right? Brahma is like of a secondary level, but until that uh, uh, unification has been attained, then Brahma can't uh, uh, bring about the new age. So this is part of our function as well, all of us. Uh, participate in all of these uh, three aspects of God. But the other two aspects, because there are five that they, they speak of, are important. One is God's concealment. God conceals himself in the ego. And it's very important that you recognize that your ego is not actually other than God. It's its, its own false belief because there really is no ego, and there is no world. All of this is only Shiva. So that uh, realization uh, brings the, the unification with all of those higher levels of the spectrum of consciousness, which is one, but like a spectrum of light, looks like many different colors, many different uh, levels of being. So everyone, because every ego has a different density uh, and therefore creates a different interference pattern of the divine light, everyone is living at a different level of consciousness. And that's why egos can hardly ever have any relationship, because uh, egos are all on a slightly different station or channel. And uh, they're a station of the cross, really, but they are at different levels of suffering and different levels of desire and fear. And so uh, they can only project what they went on the other, but they cannot actually know the other as they are because there is no other. There is only the self to know in all the many different forms. 
And so it's this overcoming of the illusion of non-duality that is really what is meant by killing the ego or transcending it. It's, it's not that, that uh, there is some actual entity that has to be you know, hit with a lightning bolt. It's just that you have to realize you are the lightning. You are the diamond. You are the God self, not that, that little ego that's chattering all the time trying to get you to pretend you're not that. So it's the overcoming of pretense and the allowing truth to come into your mind and your heart and to be the manifestation of that real truth, not the empirical belief systems of the ego that have created all the evil and all the suffering in the world. That real truth, that is the truth of the heart, not just symbolic truth that the mind believes. If, if, you, if you get all of these teachings only at the level of mind, you're just a parrot. You're, you're, you can repeat it, but it has to be in the heart so that it literally flows as a truth that is your life, your reality, not something you've acquired, but a realization that you were always that, and that the ego never was who you were. So you don't become Christed, you don't become Buddha, you don't become God conscious. You realize you have always been that, and that you had concealed this from yourself. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world.